Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It's Pleasant here with our weekly interview. Amari, are you there? Can you hear me? I am here. Yes, indeed. Yay! I'm like giving you the biggest hug right now with my mind. Oh, likewise. <laughs> Can you feel it? <laughs> I saw you were coming on this week and I was so excited. So, for all of our listeners, This is Pleasant, author of Delight, Eight Principles for Living with Joy and Ease, which is turning two this month. I can't believe it. Happy birthday. um, Yay, happy book birthday. And um, (laughs) every week we dive into these awesome, juicy conversations about the author process, writing our book, getting our book in the world, and working with the magical, mysterious, and wonderful Dr. Angela Loria. (laughs) Which I love saying is so fun. Um, and I feel really lucky because I got to meet Amari in person. Is that the fall or the winter? Yeah, I think so. Not too long ago. I can't remember ago. when it was. But it was, yeah, not so long ago. Um, and so I got to hear a little from you about your book and your business. And I'm super excited about kind of going back a little bit more and then really framing it in terms of what is most helpful for people who are thinking about joining the program and who want to become authors. So welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Good. Okay. So let's go back. Your book came out, when did your book come out? In. It was published um, in June, June 28th. Okay. So um, at what point... Um, like, take me back. So was it last winter, a year ago or so, when you started thinking about writing a book? Did you always want to write a book? Give me a little bit of your kind of history and sort of how you got to the author incubator. Gosh, it's a really cool story. So, you know, like most people, I definitely thought about writing a book when I was a kid or, you know, people had suggested that I write a book at multiple points in my life. But in December of 2016, it was actually December the 1st, I decided that I was finally going to write a book. And initially, I thought it was going to be a book that had multiple chapters on multiple different Mm -hmm. subjects. So, like, one chapter on money, one chapter on business, one chapter on relationships, one on family, just like a kaleidoscope (laughs) situation. Uh And Knowing myself, I realized that it was going to take way too long to write that book because it was too many frames of mind. And so I asked myself, what do clients come to me about the most? So that already been coaching and working through clients. And relationships was hands down the most asked about question that any of my clients had. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book about relationships. And literally... I wrote a plan on the back of, like, a postcard right then that said I wanted to finish my book April 1st, which was just, like, five months from when I made um, the decision. And the very next day, I saw an ad on Facebook for the author incubator, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I watched um, some case studies and some different uh, workshops and webinars that she did, and that's what led to my decision. I saw the results that she was getting with her clients, and I was like, yeah, I'm totally all in for this. And so in February of last year, I actually signed up and started the process. 
Okay. And so was it quite like mindset wise, was it pretty easy for you to transition to working with her and saying yes to the program and kind of going all in? Did you find any resistance there? No, I had no resistance because I was really clear that I wanted to do this before I even joined the program. I was clear Mm -hmm. on who my ideal reader was, which was black gay men, because I'd already been working with um, those clients for, like, the previous decade doing LGBT empowerment and such. So I was already clear on that, on what I was going to write about, on the problem that my ideal reader had that I was going to help them solve with this book. And so me making the decision to join this program, it was really in alignment with what I already wanted to do. And so for me, it felt more like a sign from the universe, like you wanted to do this, you wanted to do it relatively quickly, here's a way for you to do that. And I'm the type of person, if I am clear on what I want and I see a way to get there, I'm not going to shut the door on the opportunity. Like, it was just perfect. So. Yeah. Rather than stand in the way of my own dream, I decided to be all in. So it wasn't yeah. too much of a transition. Yeah, I think she does. Um, I mean, I know some a lot of it is intentional around, obviously, like her ideal client and customer are, yeah. uh, and authors are people like us who say yes and try new things and get out of the way and have that servant's heart. Um, you know, and then I... In my experience, some resistance came up along the way later <laughs> as we got closer to publication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not in that initial just saying yes and going for it. <laughs> Ditto. I didn't have any at first, but during the process, mm-hmm. I definitely did because, you know, you have to become the person who wrote the book. Yeah. And yeah. that takes showing up and claiming who you are and claiming your ability to truly serve the people you are meant to help in this world. And so there was a lot of up-leveling that I had to do in really okay. becoming that person. And so, okay. yeah, that was where the resistance came in for me. Um, tell me a little about some of the up-leveling you did. Was it mental? Was it physical? Do you have any, do you remember? Anything you had to do specifically? Yeah, so <laughs> it was a combination. So physical in that, and I don't know that this was like a direct, like I'm writing a book, so now I have to work out. Like I'd already had those goals, but I, I was like, okay, I'm all in on writing this book, which is one of my goals. Why am I not going to be all in on my fitness goals too? Why would I not be all in on all the things I want to do? Because, like, for me, it's important to be in integrity and to be congruent. And I'm not the type of person who likes to compartmentalize things. So it really calls me to look at my life and say, what is not working? And where am I not showing up in other areas of my life? And so really getting honest with myself and and saying, okay, if I really want to make this difference for people, I know I'm going to have to quit my job. (laughs) I know I'm going to have to be all in on this and really, like, serve them in this way. So one of the things, the biggest thing that I had to do was to leave my job in order to be all in on building, you know, this heart-centered business that was really serving black gay men and helping them find the love that they wanted in their lives. 
So that was the hugest thing for me. How did you do that? Like, what, is there anything that you can think of that, like, you, when you were making that transition, so you identified that, like, okay, in order to up-level and really go all in for these clients, I'm going to need to leave my day job. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did, and then what did that process look like? Like, did you journal? Did you talk to friends? Did you just make a plan with Angela? <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I talked to friends. I, I, oh my gosh, everything! Like literally, the journaling, coming up with the plan. Like, because I'm not the type of person who I don't just do things like without thinking about them. I'm very uh, process oriented, and I can be very uh, like once I make my mind up, I'm gonna be all in. But I like to know that what I'm gonna do is gonna work. And, yeah. <laughs> and when I say no, it's going to work, I mean, I need to know that I'm actually going to do the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know, like, in order for me to really be successful in running my own company, I needed to make sure that I was 100% committing to making it work. And so initially, my plan was to keep working my day job until my actual company was as successful in terms of revenue as the day job I had. But my day job was crazy in terms of my hours. Like I worked 10 hours a day, yeah. <laughs> multiple days a week, and had weekend events. And so it was really impractical. And at first I was like, okay, well, maybe I just won't be able to start my own company. Like, that was an mm-hmm. actual thought that I had, and I had to reconcile that with myself and say, okay, here's an obstacle. Am I going to give up now, mm-hmm. or am I going to exercise the muscle that it takes to get through this? Because if I'm running my own company, I know it's going to be, you know, even bigger decisions to make than this one. Like, no matter what, like, at every level in life, we're going to have drama to manage. You know, we're going to have obstacles to go through. But at each level, working our way through those obstacles makes us stronger and able to then handle things at the next level. So it's kind of like when we were in kindergarten, we had certain challenges that were like the biggest deal in the world for us at that level. But as high schoolers, we're like, what? Like, that's nothing now. And it's the same thing in business, when you're writing a book and relationships, like, at every level you face challenges, and it's not about whether or not challenges exist, but whether or not you're going to commit and follow through and get through it anyway, because the point of breakdown is the same exact point of breakthrough. So you just got to keep leaning into it, keep working through it, and stay focused, and don't let anything deter you from the difference you want to make. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I think of how, you know, when you were chatting about, like, fitness goals and going to the gym, it's so funny. It's like the more that you – what I've noticed is that the more that we align with, like, our purpose and our mission, and I call it dharma, you know, like, I come from the wisdom tradition, so I use that language. Mm-hmm. But it's the same that, – that sort of zest and zeal for life, we become more focused in other areas that we Absolutely. may have not been so serious about. It's so 
And it feels like, you know, when you quote unquote have all the time in the world to write the book and go to the gym and sort of do all the things that it's not really until you sort of have that momentum, that energetic momentum of living your purpose and serving that it really starts to fall into place, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it it was so cool. Like before I left my job, versus after. So I tried to make everything happen business-wise. And like I said, I just didn't have time. But literally, yeah. my first month in business <laughs> and the first five months in business, like, I made more than in the entire year working at my job. And I attribute yeah. that to being all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so cool. you decided <laughs> to sign up and going through. Tell me a little about sort of being part of a cohort and what were the pros and cons of that for you? Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it was probably one of the best things ever because when you're working one-on-one with someone and they're there to help you through your challenges, like, you're, you only can ask questions based on the perspective you have at the time, and you don't always know yeah. what you don't know, so you don't always know what questions to ask. And being in a cohort, going through this program with a group of people and being able to benefit from the questions they ask, in my opinion, that took me so much further faster. And so it was like, you know, one plus one equals two. It was more like one plus one equals 150 because of the the amount of collective evolution and synergy that happened in the group. So I benefited way more by doing this with a group of people who are also going through the process. It was one of my favorite parts. Um, con? I think the only con is at the beginning you think there are other people there. Like, what if you know, <laughs> what if my questions aren't as, <laughs> I don't know, impactful or something like that? Like, that's the only thing I can think mm-hmm. of. Like, some people just don't like to do things in groups, but that goes back to showing up. If you're going to be the person who's going to help hundreds and thousands <laughs> and millions of people, showing up in a group of like-minded people who are all going in the same direction like, that's not a challenge. That's a, a benefit. Like, these are your allies in making a difference in the world. And, like, what better space to make mistakes than in a safe space where everybody's learning together? And so I got over that really quickly. <laughs> These these are yeah. all my supporters. Like these aren't people I'm competing with or people yeah. who are, you know, grading my papers or something like that. Like these are people who are going through the process and we're able to support each other and hold each other accountable and, you know, celebrate each other's successes. And to this day, like I went through that program a year ago and I'm still really, really, really good friends with the majority of the people that I went through the group with. Because it was only a nine-week program, and a year later, I'm still great friends with many of them. Well, and I think it speaks to the trust and the experience and the confidence of Angela and the program, because with that container, you can have um, 
that trust or that for the group and for the setting. And it's like when you, <coughs> when she really um, holds us, all of us to that same level and you hear the way that she tirelessly like would answer our questions and work for us and show up over and over and not be judgmental about the normal fears that come along with this, right? Like mm-hmm. I felt like she really acknowledged the emotions that I was experiencing um, and then sort of like, you know, moved me forward and out of them. Um, but I think that someone, you know, who's done something for a long time, like a number of times could sort of like get tired of hearing the same question <laughs> and be like, <laughs> okay, you know, let's have my assistant do this or let me automate that, like kind of step away from it. But what's so fascinating yeah, yeah. is like her servant part is still connected to us and us getting the message out there. And she knows the best way to do that is through that connection, you know? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Like, she is so masterful at holding space for your success. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone be able to pave their own path in the way that she has, which allows everyone she helps to also pave their own path. Like, it's, it's so fascinating how good she is at not just supporting you on your journey, but guiding you to be your own guy. Like, it, it's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all the good and wonderful things, and there's not really any cons with the cohort, but did you have any writer's block or we talked a little about, like, resistance along the way and trying to up-level, but was there anything else that came up for you when you were writing um, or through the process that was really challenging for you? Yeah, there were two things for me. So I didn't have writer's block. It was relatively Uh um, easy for me because I turned all of my slugs into questions. So basically in every chapter I asked the questions that I knew the readers were going to have, and then I just answered Mm. the questions. So that wasn't a problem for me. I love that. Yeah. one thing that was an issue was writing forward. So sitting at a laptop, mm-hmm. writing a chapter, and trying not to edit it until the entire manuscript was done. And the reason that was a challenge for me is because I've been in school my entire life. So I just started that, the program about six months after I finished my MBA. So I was still a grad student, and I'd been used to writing a paper the night before it was due, and it was all Mm -hmm. written and edited all at once, and I always got A and B papers. So it was a total, like, paradigm shift to write a paper or to write a chapter or anything and to submit it without it being fully edited. But I I understood why I needed to write the entire book before I edited anything because you you don't know – how it's going to develop until it's all done. So the way that I got around that, because typing on the keyboard is so hard for this, and the way I got around that was by dictating my chapters instead. So I do the entire chapter. Ah, I literally spoke uh-huh. it on my iPhone. So it kept me from going back and doing any edits until it was all done. So that was the okay. first problem that I had. The second was... In the editing phase, like, I didn't realize initially that it was going to take 
just as much time to edit as it did to write. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was more of a surprise to me, like a, um, what do you call it, a culture shock, I guess. But oh, yeah. I got through it. It was it was totally <laughs> a lot of work. But my editor was so fantastic and supportive, and, you know, we got through it. It was done on time. It was just <laughs> a lot. So... <laughs> Yeah, those are the two main things for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And I think um, just framing where you were coming from with the school and getting things done yeah. and pushing it out in, in sort of that framework and having to change some of that workflow, you know? Did you feel like you had time when you signed up for the program? This is one of the things I hear all the time from people is they don't have time for the program. They're nervous about time. Yeah. Talk to me a little about your time time mantras before and <laughs> So we say we don't have time for things, but we always have the time, the energy, the money, the space for what actually matters to us. And so as mm-hmm. an example of that, I was working full time. I told you how my work schedule was crazy. I used to work for the mm-hmm. hospital system. And so I was always working. I definitely had family in a relationship, um, writing the book. My family was going through stuff. Like, it it was just a whole crazy situation. (laughs) I was helping my mom build her business and so many other things. Like, I I was dancing. So dance is one of my hobbies, and I was doing a dance internship for a time. Like, there are so many different things happening all at once. And I was traveling for work because we did, like, community events and education and such. So on any given week, I'm doing an event or I'm out of town doing an event. And so there was just so many different things happening. But I actually finished my manuscript three weeks ahead of schedule, even with all that stuff happening, because this mattered to me and I made the time. Yeah. Right. So, so you find sure, the time like for what matters. But if you want it to happen, if you really want to do it, the time, like, it You're will appear. Dollars. You'll find the time. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? Um, okay, so let's fast forward now. So you found the time, you finished the book, and what happened? So what's been happening <laughs> since it came out in June? Oh, my gosh. So June was the digital <laughs> publishing date. My book just came out in print, and it's in all major bookstores in oh, February. So awesome. I've been on a book tour lately. Um, oh, I've my gosh. gone to two cities so far. So I started in D.C., went to Indianapolis. I'll be in the Dominican Republic next week speaking at the Global Love Conference. Um, like, it's just, just crazy. I'll be in Miami next um, month. So it's just happening. In addition to the book stuff, like, I've been serving so many clients and taking clients on retreats and just really enjoying the process of helping gay men find love. Like, it's just so fun and so fulfilling. And it's so interesting to think about how different my life is today than it was a year ago. Like, it's a totally different life. (laughs) And it all happened because I decided to go all in on my dream and bet on myself. 
It's amazing. I'm, I love your energy. It's so, it's so contagious and so wonderful. <laughs> and actually, I would say that given this, like, I, you know, I do live in D.C., so the political climate and the way that a lot of people live their lives, like, to actually have a conversation with someone who loves what they do and is really successful and is really working for them and it gives them a lot of energy is, like, super refreshing. Because <laughs> um, I think that's how life should always be. Um, and I'm not always surrounded by people who feel the same way. So I'm so glad. And I have to ask you, so the last time I saw you, you had a little, um, like, totally joyful, magical idea to hire um, a tour manager who was in your family, your grandma, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, so tell me. I need the follow-up of the story. How is it going? What happened with that? She said yes that day, but yes. how's it she been She said since yes. And my grandmother is officially my publicist, and she's been planning my entire book tour. She <laughs> is the most amazing publicist ever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, there's nothing like having someone who already, like, has the skills to do the job, but also believes in you, like, 100%. It's just, like, there's nothing like it. And I'm so grateful to have my grandmother in my life, but also in my corner and helping me to really make this difference in the world. Like, it's just the coolest thing ever. It's so Amazing. Cool. And is she so crazy proud of you for all that you've oh, done? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I say she's yeah. always been one of my biggest fans, like, all yeah. my family has always been supportive. My mom is great, like, as you can imagine. But, like, my <laughs> yeah. grandmother is such a cheerleader. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. I love just, that so much. It's amazing. Okay, so last question. Someone's thinking about the program. Someone's thinking about writing a book. What's your advice for them? Two words. All mm-hmm. in. If you really want to do this, you have to be all in. It's not going to work unless you commit 100% to it, just like a relationship. It's not going to work unless you commit 100% to it. Any goal that you have, like, there are three reasons why our goals don't happen. It's because we don't have the plan, we don't have accountability for implementing it, or we don't have the mindset. And in this program, you get all three. The plan is laid out. Like, Angela's helped over 500 authors publish books and become bestsellers. She holds you accountable. Like, nobody hasn't finished that I know of. And then all the up-leveling that I talked about, like, she is a master at helping you to get to the level you want to be. So, yeah, just there's no way you can fail unless you don't show up in the all mm-hmm. Yep. I love it so much. Um, and just wrote it on my notebook in like big letters with my marker all <laughs> in. Um, okay. So where can people find you and where can they find your work and tell us a little bit about your social and your site? <clears throat> Sure. So you can get a free copy of my book, Lasting Love at Last, The Gay Guide to Attracting the Relationship of Your Dreams at lastingloveatlast.com. And you can also find me on social media, on Instagram at Prince Amari. 
spell P-R-I-N-C-E, spelled the right way. And Amari is A-M-A-R-I. Awesome. There will be links to everything on the show notes. And I just want to take a minute to close with just appreciating you and the work that you're doing. And by being all in, the lives that you're changing, um, taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, and financially so that you can do this work and really serve others is just a real, real gift. So I really honor and appreciate you for being all in and doing the work that you do. So thanks, Amari. Thank you so much, Pleasant. Yeah, it was so nice to chat with you. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.